We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lucky Podcast, what's good? We gave you a great show with special co-host Cam McDaniel this morning. We're brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com, and if you drink, by all means, make sure you do it. Responsibly. And CFP Nation, presented by Twisted Tea. Yeah, see you on time. Twisted Tea. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Twisted Tea. Yo, 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 yo. Notre Dame football. On that, Louisville undefeated another primetime game. Um, it's shocking because the fan base is not building up this Louisville squad the same way they were building up the Duke squad. But nonetheless, um, there is concern. And I told you guys Left was going to be jealous, right? Yeah, so I was like, as soon as left finds out, yo, no, we went ahead and knocked out an hour, me and Cam, you know. I told you left's gonna be like, well, man, you, you know, you want to do something? You want, you know, we want to chop it up? Of course. Who doesn't want to really talk Notre Dame football? Who doesn't? So we're gonna start with this LL question today. Are you more concerned 
about this game than you were about the Duke game. That's the LL question of the day. Are you more concerned about this game than you were about the Duke game? Left, the quarterback, Jack Plummer, we faced him last year. He was the quarterback of Cal. Uh, I think the, the wide receiver, the Sturdivant kid, he's the kid that transferred to UCLA that's out there having a nice season. Um, I watched two games of Louisville. We can get to that in a little bit. But something that you said at the start of this game, Notre Dame has to be careful because this is going to be very similar to Central Michigan. Why? Because that cat, Jeff Brom, is going to have some stuff up his sleeve. To talk about that left. Like Al Golden usually prepares really well for teams, but. Yeah, this, you know, we're going against a team that has this coach pretty well and they're going to be game planning for things that they see against our defense but you know we Jeff Brom has been proven to have some pretty good things of, that he does well and you see the, the, the players he's been able to turn out like Charlie uh, our guy Charlie Jones and, and mm -hmm. the production he's been able to get out of a Purdue team that you know is middle of the road and now he's got a chance to go to Louisville and do it with some a little bit of faster players I think what he does on offense makes sense and, you know, it's, it's definitely going to present uh, things that we'll have to adjust to in the game, but I think we'll be able to do that by the second half and close out by the, by the, end, by the start of the fourth. So they're definitely going to give us uh, some looks and, 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 and do some things that go against what we want to do on defense, but that's what you get from good offensive coordinators, good coaches. They're going to find a way to plug and chug. Unfortunately for Louisville, they just don't have the talent nor the, nor the depth to execute it in all four quarters. Talk about that talent and depth. Hey, I watched two games. The Georgia Tech game was Georgia Tech pretty much dominated for about a half. And then Louisville in the run game it wasn't a passing game. And they had some really athletic receivers that you have to watch they count. always do at louisville yeah they, they they have they always have a two two at will it's like that's four two two at wells at a time they just different speeds and variations <laughs> so but notre dame just really you really don't fear but we could talk about this leading up to usc This is the first year where we really don't fear the other team's wide receiver core. That's right. Like we were worried about Ohio State because we knew they had some dogs. So we we're like, okay, let's let's see how we hold up. And we held up pretty well. I the only other I think the wide receiver core at USC is deeper. I don't think they have two receivers at USC that are better than Marvin Harrison and Ibuka. I think they would be. The top two receivers, if they went onto USC's roster, they would be the top two receivers on USC's roster. Yeah. However, the number of playmakers that USC has at the position, I think, is a little bit more than what USC. I mean, what uh, Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, Ohio has. State. Ohio State has the most talented. Mm -hmm. but USC has a talented depth. That's that's something to deal with. Especially when Caleb's able to get all of them to football. So. 
you know, it's not just a main guy. It's about three or four guys that can get activated if, they, if we allow them to in the, in the pass game. So what exactly? Because like you said, we, we struggled against Jeff Brown Purdue teams. They've always found a way to keep the game close. Uh, there are some talented pass rushers. But once again, it's like this Notre Dame team is really equipped to handle their schedule, right? Because USC, once again, is at the top of sacks and quarterback pressures because they get out in front and then their defensive line doesn't have to worry about the run game and they can just come after the quarterback. But Notre Dame has the two great tackles, right? They have the defensive backfield that they normally don't have. And they really are equipped to go up against this schedule and the challenges that they're going to face. I ask you, offensively, I'm sure you're worried about Jeff Braun a little bit more than the offensive coordinator, Mr. Johns, from Duke. Yeah, I think Louisville has more, more uh, production at their receivers than Duke could, could ever have. And um, I think Jeff Brom is going to be able to use that to his advantage, you know, getting guys a football in space, mm -hmm. trying to get guys some one-on-one -on -one matchups in the inside slot that's been a vulnerable place for us. So he's going to be able to create some mismatches. It's just about our adjustments to it after we get hit with it a couple times. That's why, you know, the first couple series, don't be surprised to see Louisville make some plays and impact because we're just getting adjusted to how they play. But by third, fourth quarter, we should be able to, to to squash their efforts. But Duke, on the other hand, is just they more depend on their quarterback, Riley Leonard, mm -hmm. than they were trying to be able to provide a, a threat for us on the receiver side of things. So I think us figuring that out early, uh, we end up seeing them get desperate and, and turn Riley Leonard into a running back by the end of the game. Had a conversation with Cam this morning about that Duke matchup. And Cam said they were a good team. Cam said, man, I'm not as disrespectful as you and Malik towards Duke. He said, I, he's like, I think they're an all right team. And he said, they'll challenge in the ACC, depending upon Riley Leonard's ankle, which they said he's going to miss two weeks. They luckily have a bye week. But then they face North Carolina State, who, heck, they don't have a quarterback. So they're going to struggle scoring against Duke's defense. And the ACC is weak. Yeah, it is what it is. It's, it's real interesting seeing how the NFL and these players are being apologists for Zach Wilson. What did you think about that? Now, let me ask you a question. As a player, shout out to my boy, Mr. Harrison from Chicago Heights, Marion Catholic. But, uh, did you think he was out of line with the way he kept trying to get? I mean, optically, yeah, sure. Like, whatever, you don't want Like, to... if you were doing that interview on CBS, you, you wouldn't go in that direction, even if you felt like that particular player really was. He used, he just used garbage. He, he wouldn't say garbage on the air. Mm -hmm. He'd say it in the locker room, probably one-on-one -on -one conversation, so. Mm -hmm. Other than where it's at, then I mean, before we move on, he is garbage, though. He hey, is garbage. hey, Lucky Lefty Podcast fans, 
today is, yo, this is a fan show. So, man, send your questions at us. We're about to answer at least 15 to 20 questions. Whatever it is, Notre Dame college football, line them up, throw them at us. Like we talked about the wide receivers yesterday, we got real good hands right here on Lucky Lefty Podcast. We know how to catch the questions and answer. You might not like our answer, but we definitely will get at you. I, I, I see. Okay. The thing is, though, it's like listen. If this person is, if if somebody's not good. It's uh-huh. because it's the standard in which we expect that position to be. So if you're not there, I don't understand what all these people are sitting here apologizing to Zach Wilson but killing Daniel Jones in the same city. Now, I will say this. No, first of all, hey, I don't have any work. I told look, man, the only thing that's the, that has eased my thoughts about the contract given to uh, Jones is that after next year, they're done with him. They did a really good job of structuring the contract. They basically gave him a two-year trial. Like, okay, we're going to give you your money. We're not about to commit to you like five, six years, like Joe Burrow and all the top guys. Hey, you're going to hit our cap hard for two years, and after that, we don't owe you anything so we can move on from it. The way the team is trending right now, left, they might be in a Drake May sweet stage. No, I can see it. No, Coming in April, they, they're they looking at a top five pick, and they might be in a Drake May sweep stick, sweep stick. So I mean, heck, there's a bunch of good quarterbacks this draft. You, you, it'd be hard if they come out, because that tech Caleb Williams is sending out smoke signals like, no, nah, dog, I don't want nothing to do with the Bears. Nothing. Well, the, but the Vikings can make a move. You know, they got two picks in the top. The Vikings could do something. Those Vikings are looking really good there, left. <laughs> Division good. They just looking division good. Okay. 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 Lucky Lefty Podcast. This is my thing. Your boy Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool is up here <laughs> going through some issues right now. Okay. Issues. Yeah, he's going uh, through some issues right now. Social media crisis. That he, he. No, 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 no. See, you know how people always feel like, man, we we keep it a buck. We keep it a hundred. We say that, but there are certain things that we talked about that we said, no, we really can't go hard or really talk about that because it might not really show the program in a good light. Which my point is, you can speak the truth and you can really know what you're talking about. However, you might not need to say it. And this is one of those things Chase didn't need to say what he said last week, even though he basically answered a question. Because basically what Chase said, Justin Fields had already said a week before. Justin Fields he had already Justin told Fields? Wait a minute. He's not that's my point. Fields? But that's my point. That's why Chase needed to relax. <laughs> Justin already said it, bro. You, you don't have to say it. Justin already said it. So when they ask you the same question, don't get, don't get pulled into setup, that. Man. That's a setup, Right. It's a setup. Don't get pulled into that. Don't get pulled into that. <laughs> he allowed himself. To... Now, I tweeted this okay, out. Okay, if it's that, I tweeted if that's this because out. he fell for it, dude. That's yes, he did. A lot of people, a lot of people. I saw former Bears, Lance Briggs on like post-game show. Everybody was like, man, you can't say that. You have to be a team guy. And you know what I tweeted out? I said, man, y'all miss me with this team guy stuff. 
I said that stuff is is an illusion. That's something for the media and fans to suck up. I said, man, when stuff is crazy, the best conversations are amongst the players because they have real conversations about. That's why Rodney Harrison said what he said. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like you might not want to hear it, but I guarantee you, Notre Dame players had some conversations after they got back to their dorms about the Ohio State game. What do you think they said about Drew Pine last year? Absolutely. But people think, no, that and look, I'm telling you, Chicago Bears players have been calling Matt Eberflus trash for at least half a year. At least the report came out today that they if they don't win Thursday night, he's out of here. Who did they play Thursday night? They played the Commanders Thursday on the road. Oh, that's a tough game. <laughs> he's out of here. You can already book it. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. So Hey, man, look, the conversation we had with Cam was about which team is going to show up, right? And Cam thought that the Duke game kind of allowed Notre Dame to like, get their bearings. And they were able to kind of like exhale and say, man, we got away with one. Like, <laughs> all right, we pulled victory from the jaws of defeat. And now Cam feels like, yo, now they see USA, USC down the tracks, and Louisville's in the way. And he's like, yo, Louisville might get run over. He's like, I really feel like Notre Dame's going to show up. They get healthy receivers back. Jaden Thomas is back. Eli Raritan is back in the tight end rotation, which is huge. And you get uh, Jaden Greathouse back. Uh, Louisville could be on the tracks, and they could get run over, bro. Jared Parker needs to be conducting the train on that track. They mm. need to be leading the charge with scoring drives and looking to get points. He's acting like we got to do everything we can to beat these teams. Mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't have to do anything outside of the realm of doing what we're supposed to do. You're calling the games like these teams are the same talent level as us. Defense isn't doing that. Mm. Defense is like you guys aren't good. We're going. We're going to put our schemes out there. Use our talent to beat you. Offensively, we have to catch up to that. Mm -hmm. The last two games, defense has played beyond an average team, defensively wise. Mm -hmm. They played beyond that. You hold the top two top ten teams, or well, not two top ten, a top five and a top twenty five team to pedestrian points. But be honest. Be honest with me. Because Duke, they play Clemson, but they really, other than that, Clemson's not as good as Notre Dame. Right. Clemson's not as good as Notre Dame, but they were ranked. And then, they, I mean, they played Northwestern. I mean, I mean, you I mean, know, we're going we're gonna to take the ranked points when we get them. Yeah, my point is, on my Syracuse, question is. Syracuse is ranked when we played them last year. And they yes. end up being the bottom 500 by the end. <laughs> Went in there and spanked them. And spanked spanked him. That's right. With Drew Pine winning that spanked him. So yeah, I mean we gotta take the rank when we can, but but Jeff Parker's gotta show up like all these teams are bottom five hundred. The defense is showing up like that. Defense is playing technically lights out. Now I will say this. Did you see LSU give up fifty points last week? Bro, 
See, we wouldn't give up that. Well, wait a minute. You know I mean? they, they might give up 50 this weekend against Texas A&M. <laughs> I told you, LSU was about to lose some games. Oh, this Brian Kelly. This Oh, Brian Kelly's post games this season are going to be epic. Epic. The meltdown is about to be real. It's about to be real. Max Johnson can mess around and put another 40 or 50 up. Bad season not beating Bama? Because Texas A&M's wide receivers are better than old misses. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. Brian Kelly on the hot seat already. My father just got my father just got back from New Orleans doing a conference left. And he came to see me today. So he pulled up. And I and his best friend, his best friend is an LSU grad. Season ticket holder. And so I said, man, is your boy okay? He said, yeah, he, he, he all right. He's hanging in there. He said he's not off the train yet. He's going to give him a little bit more time. I said, a little bit more time? <laughs> I thought he was going to where it was more talent. That's what we were told. I couldn't pass it up. You know, they actually, you know, give them ices on the field during summer practice. Like, they let them get snow cones. And they actually have a real chef for these players so they can play better. And there's better better talent down here, better recruiting base. Remember all that? Remember all of that? And then he brought the same coaches. Go on what you know. It was supposed to be better. It was supposed to be better. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So this Louisville game is... um, Notre Dame gets healthy. This defense has shocked me. I'm, I'm just going to keep it. Uh, I'm going to keep it a B. We can talk about it. I am pleasantly surprised with Al Golden and his preparation. And despite not having your typical dominant defensive line, what the defensive line is, man, Howard Cross this entire season. I think maybe he had one subpar game against Central Michigan. Other than that, last time I saw bro, last time I saw a defensive tackle with 13 and a half, I mean, yeah, with 13 and a half tackles in a game. was Jerry, right? Yeah. And three and a half tackles for loss. Man, 
So, what happened to our guy, uh, Onye? He actually, he played. He had like, uh, he had two quarterback hurries in the first half. Just not as Howard Cross production level. Man, look, remember Gabriel, Jason Onye was getting more ticked because of the injury to Gabriel Rubio. Right. Gabriel Rubio came back for Ohio State, so that took away some of his reps. So he's still getting on the field, but Gabriel Rubio is the guy. Him and Riley in the middle, along with Ohio Cross, that's really the rotation with Jason Onge getting, getting a few snaps in it here and there. It's more like the X-Men than it is like like the Avengers. X-Men, it's like, it's a many talented D-Lyman, none necessarily better than the others, all got the individual talent. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Whereas different than the Avengers, where it's like the commander's D-Line are the Avengers. They got all first round picks. Man. Those boys are, <laughs> those boys are pretty good. I'm, I'm praying for my boy, Justin. I'm praying for my boy, Justin. He better start running around like last year. Hey, man. I wonder what the people at the gas station telling him these days. Is it because it's not necessarily? I'm headed that way. I'm. A, I'll do some investigative reporting tonight because I'm headed that way. <laughs> hey, you as might run into done. it. As soon as we're done, I'm headed that way. I'm gonna stop on Roosevelt Road, and I'm like, "Yo, what do you guys think about Justin? Get the vibe of the city." <laughs> so it is imperative. that Notre Dame is able to get right. It's imperative. Definitely a must. Let me ask you a question. I asked Cam this. Ohio State, Notre Dame's back-to-back -back of Ohio State and Duke, or USC's back-to-back -back of Notre Dame and Utah. Oh, man. They play Notre Dame and Utah back-to-back oh, -back weeks, bro. Somebody, somebody in scheduling didn't didn't understand or something. They must have forgot. Or, but I'd much rather go through ours than what they're going through because one, they don't have a defense. Mm -hmm. So you putting your one dimensional team against two teams that ain't gonna let you just do whatever on offense. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. <laughs> we, you go, you go play well, but you ain't going to just do whatever now. Like, you're doing to these uh, Colorado. We ain't Colorado. And they're going to run that rock. And we, hey, Both straight teams going to run that rock. Yeah. So that that whole 65 points a game and all that, no. <laughs> it ain't yeah. going to look like that. With us, and the difference is, we control both of our destinies in those games. Ohio State, we could have scored 50 points if we, if we wanted to. But we had the game and the fate in our hands. We chose not to participate in, in half the game. The film was the same this week, love. Oh, e yeah. e even with limited receivers. Look, let me tell you something, man. I am thoroughly impressed with Rico Flores. Rico Flores doesn't have top end to nope. his Merriweather nope. speed. Nope. But the boy knows how to play wide receiver. That's right. You know how to play the game. And he's going to get better each and every week. 
his confidence is going to grow. Jared Parker, I'll tell you this, love, once you get a chance or if you get a chance to watch the All-22, the game plan wasn't as bad as we might think, love. Game plan wise. It, it wasn't bad. as bad. It wasn't it as bad, bad as we thought. No, I'm telling you. I'm just telling you, there were opportunities. Put it like this. There were opportunities that I felt like there were conversations on the phone on the sideline, like, yo, why didn't you pull the trigger? Yeah, we already feel like Notre Dame because of penalties left 13 points on the like they should have been in the 30s. You're on mute. Is easy 30 point victory for sure. Absolutely. They should have if they did if they played better and more efficient, Notre Dame would have had 30 points. And we would have been like, uh, 30's not enough, but it is what it is. So for me, I'm not saying that I give them a higher grade. If I bump them up, I bump them up maybe a half a grade. But right? I gave them a C. I gave him a C. Yeah, you did. You did. I wouldn't mind bumping them up to a C plus. I wouldn't mind. I mean, we won. You can go far away when you win. Left. Let's be honest. What What would your grade be if Tobias Merriweather caught the two deep passes? You're, you're down a C plus because I'm upset about not having the point margin. Margin of victory for a team like that that plays basketball. Why can't it look like North Carolina State? North Carolina State, Pittsburgh, and uh, Louisville. North Carolina State plays basketball too, left. That's North, that's Jim Bob. That's Jim Bob's They not do or 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 North Carolina. Hell, North mm. Carolina, Louisville, Virginia, all them teams are the same to me. Mm -hmm. They all beat each other. None greater than the other. Their challenges, but the margin of a victory of where we are as a team mm. needs to keep all those teams at bay. All those teams are 25-point victories, at least. So when we have these variations of playing North Carolina, blowing them out, then playing it close with Duke, then blowing out Pitt, then playing it close to North Carolina, it's, it's, it's too bipolar for me because all these teams are generally the same. Mm -hmm. None of them got great quarterbacks except North Carolina State, but none of them got the talent to be this. So let's dig into Louisville just a little bit because we, we got to have the rest of the week. Jeff Brom, genius, very smart offensive mind, but he loves to run the ball. They run the ball 55% of the time, bro. They run the ball, and they have two really good running backs, two really good running backs. They are. So, you know, when you think offense, they average 34 points a game. They only give up 21 points a game defensively. I think that's going to go up after this game against Notre Dame. And I, I mean, think you that, know, we, we – man, the whole emotional thing definitely plays a factor. I just find it hard for us to – Flip on the switch at this point in the season if it's not going from, going from high gear to going to such a low gear. Mm. And the amount of points that we've had, I don't know if we can just flip the switch on, but I think we'll 
keep it a 14 point cushion. I think that's where we are as a team right now. You just can't go from 40 point victories to three point victories, two point losses to 40 point victories again, especially if you're playing pretty generally the same type of team. Mm-hmm. Is I don't have a problem with it. You know, I think execution-wise, Notre Dame has struggled the last two weeks because of missed opportunities. Let's be honest. They had two or three missed opportunities for points against Ohio State. You know, we said that Sam Hartman could have put in a little bit more effort on the fourth and one. Then he got stuffed on another quarterback sneak on a fourth and one. Those are two drives that could have ended in touchdowns because they were moving the ball. So now you're talking about Notre Dame having 28 points against Ohio State and the missed field goal. So that's 31. They could have had 30. We already said penalties cost them points and left points on the field. They should have had 30 points against Duke. So even though we see the reality, the truth of the matter is if they can get back to just being efficient, and not making the simple mistakes, their offense should be good enough and their quarterback should be good enough to put up 30 points. Not the, yeah, not the spectacular. It don't have to be. No. But we're built to win those games like that. But the execution along with a, a mindset, it has to be the difference in those games. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.